Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the O Show podcast presented by FantasyJocks.com. Be a champ today. Superstars and all of that is going to change and it starts tonight. We're off to a fresh start. The days of absentee management are over. As of now, the four of us will be taking back Monday Night Raw. And that goes for SmackDown Live as well because the four of us are personally responsible to ensuring that all of you have the best possible experience that there is. We're going to empower our superstars and empower all of you. And more importantly, we're going to give you what you want. Something new, something fresh. In the coming weeks and months, you will be seeing new faces, new superstars, new matchups. As of now, you are the authority. And as long as we give you less of what you don't want and more of what you do, WWE will always be then, now, and forever. Okay, it is December 18th, 2018, episode 37, Monday Night Raw, last night, live in um, Sacramento. All four McMahon members, Triple H, Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, and Shane McMahon, all kicking off Monday Night Raw, as Raw ratings the past few weeks have been the worst in their 25-year history. No surprise there. The content has been garbage, in my estimation. They kicked off the show stating that the four of them are taking back control of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live, which I don't know if they expect us to believe that they weren't running it behind the scenes anyways. Obviously, they were. Um, it'll be interesting. SmackDown, in my opinion, was... Like, has been great. Like, I, I have no I complaints. I wouldn't say great. I think maybe it just looks great because the only show you can compare it to is Monday Night Raw, which is just total trash. Um, there's always room to improve on both shows. But, yeah, let's talk about the whole McMahon's taking over and now uh, the fans being the authority from now on. Uh, they lied. 
instantly because now next week on Raw maybe I think it's we, we're seeing Natalia versus Ronda Rousey. If interesting, that's interesting. It's, it's interesting only because of the shitty writing that made those two best friends in the first place. In reality, if the fans were an authority, next week we'd be seeing Sasha Banks versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, or, are you sure? I feel like Sasha Banks. I mean, not anymore, but she kind of was the Roman Reigns of the uh, women's division. Yeah, and she's fallen off the face of the earth. In, in that tournament, yeah, maybe. Like, I think it was, like, Bailey, Mickey James. There was, like, an eight-woman... Yeah, um, and out of everyone in that tournament, if you... Like, what was it, a gauntlet match? Yeah. She's the best talent to go up against uh, Rousey right now on the on the... Raw women's roster, so why choose Natalia? Because there's a storyline there. They've ever since Ronda Rousey made her debut, they've paired her up with Natalia. Yeah, I know, which was a mistake from the beginning. Uh, See if they were gonna have a fresh start. That's last night was a perfect opportunity to put Rousey in a new feud with new people. Well, that's what they did at TLC. Yeah. Next pay per view is the Royal Rumble in Phoenix. Which most likely she's either going to be facing Flair or Lynch. So this mm-hmm. is just a holdover until then. Natalia has been red hot lately. She won at TLC against Ruby Riot in a tables match, and then she ends up winning the gauntlet match to face Rousey. I mean, it's interesting storytelling for the next few weeks, you know. But who, who knows they, if there's a heel turn or not? But at least well, it's that's what I'm saying. With with a talent like Natalia. You can almost predict that there's most definitely going to be a heel turn. Or at least you know that that friendship is going to be split up. Because that's just how the writing works. Like, there's no way they just have, like... The only way they could pull it off is if they put on an amazing match. If they put on an amazing match and and Rousey retains, there doesn't have to be a heel turn. But let's face it, Natalia and Rousey, those two together aren't going to put on a five-star match oh for sure not not at all it's not gonna happen it gives you a good main event a good indication that um raw is gonna be way more flexible than it ever has we had two open challenges last night the other one dean ambrose tyler breeze answering it which really didn't excite too many people but at least he showcased what he used to have in nxt as opposed to who he who he's been since he's been on the main roster like vince absolutely ruined they announced those six call-ups ec3 being one of them EC3. Uh, he'll uh, be a decent addition to the main roster. I mean, I don't know where he's going to fall on either show. If he goes to Raw, I don't know where they're, where they're going to put him or who they're going to put him with. I'm kind of scared. I'm, I would, I would, Literally anyone from NXT, I prefer them to go to SmackDown. Because at least there you know they're going to be relevant. Like, you could put EC3 on Raw, and then next thing you know, he's, he like... He turns into Bobby Roode. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, right now he's in a decent place, tag team champions with uh, Chad Gable. But you know, he but he the, fell they're probably off the most Raw. irrelevant Raw tag team champions in recent history. Like, just because you have a title does doesn't mean you're doing well. You know what I mean? And Gable and Rude are a perfect example of that. They're the most irrelevant Raw Tag Team Champions now, in recent history. I mean, back to the beginning, yeah, Triple H, Vince, Shane, which was kind of cool to see all four of them in the ring at the exact same time. Yeah, you, you haven't seen that since Shane came back. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. I remember when I was watching last night, I saw Stephanie come out, and then they announced Triple H. I'm like, oh, this is actually really cool. Like, I, like low-key was like, are they going to bring Shane out? Like, if they don't bring Shane out, that's kind of a... Like, you can't ignore the fact that he's kind of a part of the family and a part of, like, the creative storytelling. Even though, like, he's more of an on-screen guy at this point. I don't know if they brought him back behind the scenes. But still, like, he's a part of the family. Don't just leave him out here. And then they all point, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, so they're bringing all of them out. So that was cool. And then they immediately promised fresh matchups, a new star to Raw. They're taking over, which, again, makes no sense to me because everybody knew they were in charge anyway. Yeah. Basically, not blaming themselves for the creative. They're blaming Baron Corbin, their storyline genius. No, no, no. They, they, they blame themselves. They said that we need to do a better job at giving you guys what you want. Um, and then they immediately say that. Fresh matchups, yada, yada, yada. First match, Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Yeah. It, I don't know. Look. 
everybody knows in all reality, even though he's an Olympic gold medalist or was an Olympic gold medalist, the way they treat it, they're like, oh, sure, Corbin, of course you can get another chance. All you have to do is beat this guy, indicating that there's no way he could possibly beat Kurt Angle. And the guy comes out all stiff and like he's like, he. Like, like it's in clear real as day, yeah. it's, and he's like he's like short as hell. Like it's it's clear as day that Baron Corbin would kick the shit out of Kurt Angle if his job was on the line in reality. Oh, for sure. I mean, he looks so worn down. That's just another like a, yeah. It's just another yeah. example of WWE trying to utilize old talent to to gain revenue or to boost and then and it doesn't work and then they immediately turn it around and what happened last night when he faced Strowman Triple H comes out oh yeah I forgot uh, it's a handicap match out comes Gable Rude and Apollo Crews yeah. and just like that it's a four on one handicap where they're all beating the shit out of him including Heath Slater who was the referee like it was literally the exact same like alright you guys are the authority now and then immediately they make a match that was like the exact same but here's the thing you know it's not going to happen in a matter of two hours. Yeah, you can't. It's not like you, you, they can just drop everything that happened the night before and every, like all these storylines. You no, know, then you're not going to expect awesome changes right away. Yeah, you, this is going to take time. Yeah, they, you need to fade out. Like they dug themselves in a pretty deep hole the last couple of months. Yeah. I mean, without their guy, Roman Reigns, even then, like it was predictable. Yeah, but, but at, at this least, point you miss him, you know. At, oh, at this point you miss him because now that he's gone and we have we we've had to deal with all the shitty storylines and shitty matchups we've been seeing, it makes you realize how talented Roman actually is. Like the only reason, he's awesome. Yeah, the only reason fans hate him is because he became the John Cena, where he just got opportunity after opportunity, and you saw too. You got much better booking than John Cena, but oh, way better. Oh, way better. Like it, it was insane by the end. Oh yeah. I mean, he literally Four got put over. They literally put him over against Brock Lesnar, The Undertaker at WrestleMania, John Cena, Triple H. They never put him over Seth Rollins, I don't think. Not in any big matches. But he's been put over a lot in a lot of big uh, situations. Main evented four WrestleManias in a row. Even when he lost against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 34, the show ended with him going up the ramp with his music playing. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, they're like, all right, roll the credits. Oh, here's Danny, Danny. Like, okay, he lost the match. Like, that yeah, was, like, that was such a lame ending to the show. Well, WrestleMania 34 is probably one of the worst WrestleManias of all time. Cena Taker ending in two minutes. Like, it was, it was horrible. It was why horrible. build it up that way? Like, if you needed to tell some, like, explain to someone who hasn't watched wrestling in a while and explain to them how bad it is, and the way you would do that, you tell them, watch WrestleMania 34, and that's basically what every single week is like. So, um, again, Raw from start to finish was a little better last night, not much different than what it has been, but again, We'll wait and see what they have in store for the coming months. It seems like they're going to be on TV every week, which is interesting. We'll see what happens on SmackDown now. SmackDown moving to Fox in 2019. So SmackDown, ultimately enough, is going to be more valuable to Fox than Raw is to USA. So, Absolutely. So SmackDown and, might and become we know that, a better show. Yeah, and we know that Fox is going to want to make some changes to the show and, you know, make it like... Just make it a Fox show, you know? Um, but at least that'll add different characters to the show because the whole idea of the brand split was to make it seem like two completely different shows. But they're both live on the USA Network. So, you know, at least having it on different channels at, while keeping it live, um, I guess that'll spice things up. And it'll be interesting to see they want Daniel Cormier to be a commentator interestingly enough um, he, he plans on retiring in march so you know it's not entirely impossible but i i need to look into daniel cormier's interest in professional wrestling because if that's their idea you would you would assume that he must be a wrestling fan but i honestly have no idea and that could just be one of their wild ideas that 
I mean, they're also. Never hear I mean, again. WWE is kind of missing that. Uh, not that the commentary team is bad. Michael Cole, Corey Graves, Renee Young on Raw has been decent, especially with the Ambrose storyline going on right now. They always question Renee Young, um, but they're kind of missing that former athlete aspect that every commentary team has. Yeah. It's three analysts. I mean, Corey Graves, I know, was a wrestler before he got hurt, mm-hmm. but he's been more well-known as an analyst these past five years or so oh, yeah. as opposed to a wrestler. SmackDown sure. has um, Tom Phillips, I know, David Otunga, and uh, God, what's his name? Saxton, Brian Saxton. So it's, it's basically just an analyst commentary table now on both brands so bringing that type of energy back into the wwe will be a good uh good refresher uh they also want ronda rousey to be on smackdown live once that happens as that big name mm-hmm. i guess aj styles isn't big enough of a name daniel bryan isn't big enough of a name i think it's really time to shake it up like i think it's I know that Daniel Bryan or um, Styles has been the face of SmackDown ever since the brand split, but why not move? Oh, they're him gonna move to him to Raw. I guarantee you have to move him to Raw, especially with Reigns out now. You kind of yeah. need that top you guy need, back. You need him. And bringing AJ Styles, like just AJ Styles alone coming to Monday Night Raw, creates way better fresh matchups. Well, yeah, and we have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens coming back soon. They'll so. be back on Raw pretty... I mean, who knows how soon. I heard Kevin Owens was going to be out past WrestleMania. So the fact that they're showing vignettes saying, like, KO returns soon, we'll see. Sami Zayn, I'm not really that excited about unless he returns with Kevin Owens. No, I they, I, they really don't need each other. Actually, let me rephrase that. Uh... Kevin Owens doesn't need Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn was kind of irrelevant Correct. until they, you know. But, Correct. But he is a really gifted, and honestly, I don't think that's that's his fault. He doesn't. I don't think he necessarily needs Kevin Owens, but the way they buried him made him need Kevin Owens. So if they use him properly when he comes back, uh, I think they can make great use of him. I, I I prefer to see him on SmackDown. Keep Kevin on Raw. And don't don't fuck it up. <laughs> well, that's the thing that they've been doing with Kevin Owens. They've been effing it up. Yeah. Like, when he was the uh, prize fighter, fight Owens fight, that rivalry with Cena when he broke in, red hot. Amazing. And then he became Intercontinental Champion. He, um... During that reign, he kind of became the stale mid-carter. But then once the brand split picked up, he uh, had that rivalry with Sami Zayn, which was awesome. That match at Battleground in 2016, I think it was, was amazing. Um, then he became Universal Champion the night Triple H screwed over Seth Rollins. Yeah, another amazing surprise in the past, but we haven't seen a lot of those recently. So, Which is what they need. Which is, yeah. I mean, I get the idea of playing it safe and having, like, so you don't, like, expose it, but they haven't done it in forever. Yeah. Like, they need that extra spark of unpredictability every week, like a t- big title change, a uh, big heel turn that you weren't expecting. Right. Just to boost rating. And it has to make sense, of course. Like, when Dean Ambrose turned on Seth Rollins uh, the night Roman Reigns announced that he had leukemia, as, like, tough as that was to, like, kind of, like, make that move, that was the absolute that was the best, best, time, decision. best time to turn him heel. Yeah. Unfortunately, it hasn't worked out to this point. I don't think. I feel like the rivalry really isn't. The rivalry is not really going anywhere. It it it's not as hot as it was in previous years with Rollins and Ambrose. No. I no. mean, it's a different type of rivalry this yeah, time a, around. Rollins was always feel. the heel. Yeah, Ambrose so it's a, was yeah. the face. So it's a different feel, but it. I don't know. It's not really clicking with the fans. But honestly, until fans start noticing that this fresh start really starting to take place, I don't think anything's really going to be getting over with the fans. Well, that's what I mean by it's going to take time. Yeah. Fans kind of have to be, like, loyal at this point if they want to see what's going to happen. I mean, this is the best time of the year for it to heat up, too. Right. WrestleMania season, so. Got Christmas Eve Raw next week. I mean, who? Christmas Eve Raw is tough because they have to... Because you, know, you always know, like, the Christmas, like, the holiday special Raws. Like, 
nothing really huge happens. No. It's more of like a big, like all the good guys. Yeah, win. they sometimes have big names on there, but not to you know do anything special. Last year they had the Elias and Cena had like their first ever confrontation. They picked that back up at Raw twenty five. Like nothing huge happened. No. I mean, this Raw you got but it's a, entertaining. You got a Raw Women's Title match, the main eventing the show. So you have that. Yeah. Um. Shouldn't be main eventing. What? Well, you had a women's title match main eventing TLC. Let's talk a little bit about TLC. Uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Asuka. That in the wasn't. Main event. That was a, a good match. match. It was, it was a good match. match. It was. They did put on a show. They. But I knew at one point I'm like, if Raw and SmackDown are in like the same building, Ronda Rousey's definitely gonna screw them over. At least Charlotte Flair. Yeah. So towards the end of the match, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, both on the top rungs of the ladder trying to go after the title and of course you hear that pop in the crowd Ronda Rousey struts down to the ring in that like insanely horrific walk that she does it's just so bad she flails her arms in the air uh, puffs her chest out I have no idea what the hell she's doing it's Uh, not intimidating even tips the ladder over Lynch and Charlotte are out Asuka reaps the rewards becomes the SmackDown Women's Champion for the first time in her career. First main um, roster which, title. Which I like because going into that match, I was the, the during the whole build-up, I was like, yeah, Asuka's basically just a space filler in this match. Like, what's the what's even the... Well, that was the point. They wanted to put someone in the match that would win, but at the same time was a relevant superstar who kind of fell off since she lost her streak. Yeah. So Asuka at the top again. Hopefully she'll, like, revive that side of her character where she's like unbeatable again or at least yeah. goes on a good run yeah. this frees up uh, both Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch to go after Ronda Rousey now mm-hmm. for the Raw Women's title hopefully at Wrestlemania like everybody predicts hopefully they book that right do as opposed th- to rushing yeah. it do you think that match should be the main event of Wrestlemania well at this point it seems like women are trying to get all their firsts out of the way yeah. It's always been on the cards ever since WrestleMania 34 that WrestleMania 35 could potentially hold the first ever women's main event but wrestling if match. Just, like, I don't understand why. If the match is right, then yeah, do it. But don't just do it because you need to get all the firsts out of the way. Well, this match would be right, I feel like. I feel like th- this isn't wrong. I feel like at least Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. That alone, I feel like, would be huge. I know you're not a huge supporter on Rousey main eventing the WrestleMania since she's been a year in. She's a year in, and... But what are you going to do? you going to do Flair Lynch for the thousandth no, time? No, you don't want to see that. That's 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 exactly what I'm saying. I, I'd see Flair Lynch in a great match, as long as it was, if it's not the main event of WrestleMania. I just don't think Rousey should be in the main event of WrestleMania her first year in the company and be the first ever woman to main event WrestleMania. That's not fair, and she doesn't deserve it. That's fair, but she's also the big draw and brand that she is. Yeah. That's why they brought her in. Yeah, of um, course. But maybe with this with this fresh start they're doing, they'll reconsider this idea of having the women main event WrestleMania. And like I said before, if the match is right, then do it. I'm fine with it. But if you're doing it just because... You're, this is the era where we're getting all the firsts for the women out of the way. It's just not. It's not right. I don't know. Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. I, I remember the original plan was Rousey versus Flair at WrestleMania, which was the plan up until Survivor Series, like a month ago. Yeah. They were gonna have Rousey versus Becky Lynch, which was like so over at the time. Like that match was may have even headlined Survivor Series. Like, everybody was so pumped for that match, and then Becky Lynch broke her nose or whatever mm-hmm. side of her face. I don't even know. And they had to pull an alternate uh, within six days, so they made it Rousey versus Flair. And they had a great yeah, match. Yeah, they put on a great match. And then they turned Flair heel, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, a hellacious beatdown to make it seem like uh, they're probably going to do this again at WrestleMania. looks like they're just scrapping Becky Lynch altogether, which sucks because she became, like the CM Punk of the women's division. Yeah, and now she's not really giving off that vibe anymore. And they had the match, and Rousey screws both of them over, indicating that we might see either a triple threat or a one-on-one between both 
Flair and Rousey and Rousey and Lynch some point in the future. Maybe we get Flair versus Rousey at the Rumble and then Rousey versus Lynch at WrestleMania, which would be a proper main event in my eyes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Not really. I, just, I, I don't know. I could see Lynch being in the main event of WrestleMania. I just can't see Rousey. But I also couldn't see um, Lynch versus Flair being the main event. So, I don't know. That's why I'm saying it's too tough of a call to go through with it. Until until the time is right and the match is perfect, they should hold off on the women's first WrestleMania main event. Well, as long as we're on the topic of matches that shouldn't happen, Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman at the Royal Rumble for about the seven billionth time. And and everybody knows it's it's not going to, you know, meet expectations. It's just not because what the last time they faced each other, Strowman got squashed, defeating the purpose of his character, ruining the excitement of that match completely. So how is this match gonna be any different? Like what what could they possibly do with this build up to make it well, I was saying this match. before. If you're going to do this match one more time, Beast versus Monster, put a stimulation. Yeah. A stipulation, stipulation. on it. And make it Hell in a Cell. Make it um, Steel Cage. Just do something, you know? I mean, knowing WWE, I said this last night too, they're probably going to put Paul Heyman in a shark cage or something stupid like that. Even though he doesn't interfere. He doesn't interfere now. at all, but that, that'd be something that Vince would pull, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, yeah, I think Heyman's supposed to be on Raw next week. I could see him coming out and just touting Lesnar, and then McMahon comes out like, oh, you think Brock Lesnar's going to win? Oh, well, looks like you're going to be watching it from afar because you're going to be in a shark cage. <laughs> and then, uh, like, everybody would boo him. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, wow. False promises. Um, uh, who knows what they're, what they're going to do with that match. It's going it's to be a one-on-one -on -one match. Let's, let's be honest. They're not going to put a stipulation on that match. Maybe they add someone to the match. If, who, though? That's a good question. McIntyre? Maybe they run a storyline because he took out both Balor and Ziggler last night. Maybe he just takes out the entire roster and just, like beats the crap out of Lesnar unexpectedly next week, which would help, like, storyline-wise, because you wouldn't expect it. Yeah, you, you wouldn't expect it. And fans it, would and enjoy that. And that would be a fresh rival rivalry for Lesnar, too. I mean, I could also see, um, this time around, Lesnar actually putting some effort at the Rumble, making it a decent match, and then Strowman going over. Mm-hmm leading to a WrestleMania match with maybe McIntyre, who wins the Rumble. It's a fresh matchup. Yeah. Lesnar goes on to face whoever. Maybe The Rock comes back. I know he was originally supposed to be penciled in to win the Rumble when Reigns was champion. Which still wouldn't be that great. Because as cool as The Rock is... Reigns versus... I mean, okay, it wouldn't be over with people. But it'd be cool. Like you cool said, match. Reigns, phenomenal athlete. Dwayne Johnson, phenomenal athlete. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. They, they just make poor... If you really think about it, when Lesnar won the title for the first time at uh, WrestleMania 33, ever since then, his rivalry, Roman's been in the picture. It's been him and Roman, him and Strowman. Like, ever since then. So if you put oh, someone... forever. Yeah. yeah. So... That's why I'm saying, like you said well, before, McIntyre would be a good idea. So, like, fresh. I remember uh, SummerSlam 2017. It was Lesnar, Joe, Strowman, and Reigns. Yeah. So it was Lesnar, Joe before that at Great Balls of Fire. And ever since then, it's been Strowman. And Roman. Strowman, Strowman, and Kane. Roman. 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 Roman again. And Strowman. Yeah. So. Jesus. Not only has he had... The how do they limited, not pick... Like, yeah, why do they book this? I don't know how they don't pick up on this. Not only did he That's have... just laziness. Limited title defenses over those, like, two years almost. But he had limited opponents. He was facing the same people over and over and over. I mean, that's just laziness on creative's part. That's, it's so easy to come up with something else. Like, Lesnar Rollins 
we saw Funny. that once. Like, that would be a better storyline than Lesnar reigns a thousand times and Lesnar Strowman a thousand times. At least, like, Rollins calls out Lesnar all the time on Raw. Yeah. Lesnar Balor, even. Uh, I, I could see why they're hesitant to do that. Yeah. Because Balor is, like, even tinier than Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Which I'm glad they... Okay, so they did Lesnar versus Bryan at Survivor Series. And that was Series. a good match. Great match. We saw Lesnar versus Styles at Survivor Series the previous year. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan at TLC. Phenomenal match, as always, from AJ Styles. Best performer in the business. Sure. Daniel Bryan, also one of the best performers in the business. Bit of a slow start, but a good match. Slow start, kind of methodical at first, but picked up towards the end. Daniel Bryan rolling up Styles for the clean 1-2-3 pinfall victory. Uh, I don't know what this does for AJ Styles. I don't think this prolongs the... Uh, the rivalry, the feud. I feel mm. like Daniel Bryan would cheat his way. That's what they kind of were getting at when he turned heel, mm-hmm. when he won the title, when with the low blow. He did the low blow with Lesnar. They were kind of getting at he was going to cheat some way to win this match, and he won clean. So I don't know where this leaves Styles heading into the Royal Rumble. I mean, Royal Rumble, they want a big WWE title match. Yeah. The Miz has kind of been stale. Didn't even have a match at TLC. They've completely ruined his... Um, storyline he's like two thirds of the best in the world with Shane McMahon and like a tag team but that that's obviously getting scrapped now that the four of them are running both shows yeah yeah on they're TV. trying to forget about that whole Shane best in the world bullshit thing that was terrible um I could see them going Brian Miz at the Rumble which I'm all for I mean, we already saw it, but the roles are reversed this time. Brian's the heel, yeah. Miz is the face. I heard rumors that tonight on SmackDown, on SmackDown Live, Daniel Bryan's going to show up with a new championship because he says that the championship that the WWE has made is out of cow skin. So apparently that's arrogant. <laughs> so I wonder what kind of leaf-type championship Daniel Bryan is going to bring to SmackDown Live tonight. Who knows? Who knows? I don't want to know. I mean, just look at the way he dresses. Well, look at I his think, shoes. Look at his shirts. Like, it looks like he made all of them. Yeah, like I, I don't know. again, I don't, I'm not like behind this new Daniel no, Bryan character. No, and I don't think most people are. Like, what? Who the hell came up with the idea of having a heel environmentalist? Like, what is that? What? Like, why? It's just, it's just, it's just stupid. It's not a good character. It's not over. And I don't know if you if you, I, I had no problem with WWE turning Daniel Bryan heel, but I did not expect them to make him an environmentalist. The last time he was a heel, what with when it was, was when he time? when he faced Sheamus and he lost in Sheamus. eighteen seconds. Yeah, okay. That he just became cocky because he that, was champion for the first time. Yeah, yeah, okay. But the thing with that heel, it was like. I don't know, it was genuine arrogance, and he was almost a comedic heel. And that's why he was over. Well, once you got to the Team Hell No stuff, yeah. Yeah, sure. For sure. But this Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, as he's proclaiming himself to be, is just... It's different, and in the end, it's going to be comedic. Like, it's going to lead to an eventual face turn again for him. Which he's better at, in my opinion. He's way better at being a face. Like, I understand, like, his face run since he returned from injury after three years and being the GM of SmackDown. Like, it was kind of stale. Like, he kind of ran out of things to do. He was... He reunited with Kane and Team Hell No for a pay-per-view. Faced The Miz a few times. Faced Styles as a a face. Like, you didn't need a storyline for AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. No, that's... Two great technicians in the wrestling business. Yeah. That's a five-star match alone if you book it right and they pull out all the stops to make it a five-star match. Mm-hmm. Again, they didn't need to turn Daniel Bryan heel there. But at the same time, they're stuck because I know they're trying to give the fans what they want now, but they can't just, like, reverse and go back to what... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You just can't, like, fold and cave. And yeah. You can't just forget about current storylines and just scratch everything. That's just not how... You're going to have to, over time, fade from storyline to storyline until, you know, the fans start seeing new faces together in the ring. So, yeah, it's not going to be immediate. 
And knowing WWE, maybe it won't happen at all, but I don't know. We're hoping for the best. TLC. <laughs> I can't even deny that. Declan just hits his funny, funny bone. bone. Just hits his funny bone on the uh, the bar <laughs> stool here. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, TLC. It's like one of those ones that burns. Like a, it's like it's like tingly, and then it gets hot. It like hurts. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, but back on TLC, it was a good pay per view. Uh, Styles, Brian, like we said, awesome match. Ambrose Rollins. We said it earlier. The rivalry just has not picked up. The match at TLC was just slow and methodical, unlike their matches in the past, which even started a "This is boring" chant from the crowd. In which Seth Rollins hurt, like called it out last night on Raw. He goes, despite the loss, despite Ambrose winning the Intercontinental title, I heard the fans last night. That's on me. I own that. Yeah. Which is encouraging to see them actually say that on live television. But is it on him, though? Like, if it was up to the talent, especially someone who is as motivated as Seth Rollins, you would think if he had total creative freedom in the ring during his masters, especially with someone who he has, who has such great chemistry with, such as Dean Ambrose, you would think they would put on an amazing match. Like, you see so many slow matches between great wrestlers, and that's not on them. That's the WWE. That's also their motivation. True. Like, Rollins-Ambrose, if they could put those matches on in the past like they did in 14, 15, and 16, why go slow and methodical now? Right. Given that they want to mix it up, this is the first time Ambrose is a heel, Rollins is a face. The whole shield breaking up thing is a part of this one, too. Intercontinental title, finally making that prestigious again. Like, why be slow and methodical with guys who can perform at a five-star level, like Rollins and Ambrose, who can be high flyers from time to time? Mm-hmm. Like, that match was really slow. It was, like, Ambrose targeting his knee for, like, the first 15 minutes. Um... Rollins selling his knee injury, which I mean, he sells in like every big match. And like, like why Michael are they still Cole, making that relevant? Michael like, that Cole, was two years ago. Michael Cole's just like, oh, the knee, the knee, that's, the, that's the, knee, the knee, the knee that Rollins was taken out by three years ago. No way. Uh, like, <laughs> that's the same knee. We get it. Uh, it's almost as bad as his Kingslayer line. Yeah, like every time you hear burn it down all yours the king slash <laughs> like shut the fuck up michael, michael cole. cole the worst like, they really need to bring jerry lawler and jim ross back yes they've, sure, they've but... become a lot more independent they were on the jericho cruise calling the matches yeah yeah well as annoying as michael cole can be you can't argue that he's like not the voice of WWE especially yeah, for us for sure he's the voice yeah for sure he's the you want you want people to get into matches all you need is Justin Roberts ring announcing that's all you need just his God. announcing alone got crowds hyped up instead of Lillian Garcia, Garcia. <laughs> I mean hold on Lillian Garcia uh, at the time you we were like oh man nobody can beat Justin right yeah. And now Lillian's gone, and now it's JoJo, JoJo. Uh, Greg Hamilton. Greg Hamilton's still doing it. And they brought in some new chick, too, and I'm like, this man they, they sound terrible. I mean, Greg Hamilton kind of has that voice. Over, Over time, it Yeah, well, it's because people got used to it. He's definitely the voice of the new era SmackDown. He's the voice of the terrible SmackDown. It's not terrible, all right? It's better than Raw. It's... It's you can't say it's not terrible. It's just better than Raw. Raw's horrific. What's one step up from horrific? The storylines haven't been that. You have Styles versus Brian. You have Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy now with Jeff's whole drug use as a storyline. Not bad. Okay, sure. Like bring reality into that storyline, but everyone's seeing right through this storyline. Like. His Samoa Joe's lines, like I, I, you could probably go back and and put those lines word for word with what CM Punk was saying to Jeff Hardy in 2009, which is forever one of my favorite rivalries. I just think this Samoa Joe thing is like a total reboot of the Hardy Punk rivalry. Yeah, you, no you can say that. But Samoa Joe's entertaining. You can't yeah. lie about that. Oh, he's good. He's, he's, he's been on the mic. He's, he's been very entertaining with this. With you saw him on the Edging Christian show as like the uh, Girl Scout cookie guy. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. So he can make it work. 
Jeff Hardy 20 plus years in the business. And, he, and, he knows and how all, to make a story. And all work. true fans know that Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy have a long history. They're really, really close friends. They've been together up and down through TNA and Ring of Honor. So, you know, they have a long history. So it's cool that they're doing that. But at the same time, it's also not believable because fans know how close they are. And then the other match, I feel like they've never really had a true rival. I could be wrong because they've probably faced each other on so many different occasions. A chairs match at TLC between Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton. Rey Mysterio getting the quick pinfall victory over Orton. I don't know why they chose to go that route. Randy Orton's supposed to be the strong heel. Both veterans, so it's like at that point you don't really know who to put over. Yeah. Like Rey Mysterio kind of didn't really need the victory. Uh, Randy Orton kind of looks weak losing this way to Rey Mysterio, mm -hmm. given that he's supposed to be one of the top dangerous heel characters on SmackDown. But that also makes Rey look a lot more dominant, which is what they were going for. I mean, at the same time, though, what's Rey Mysterio's big plug for WrestleMania season? Exactly. Randy, that's I really feel like all that's what it comes down I to. I feel like Randy Orton has a lot more at stake and a lot more like value this time of year mm -hmm. with who he could face and rumors have indicated uh dave Meltzer reported this along with a few uh few other sources are saying that wwe might choose to pit randy orton against aj styles at wrestlemania in a normal one-on-one -on -one match which can be good Think about it. They're, they're both great talents in their own respectable ways. You know, Styles comes from more of that independent style wrestling, and Orton is like, comes from, you know, the WWE style wrestling. Um, he focuses more on signature moves than uh, technical moves like Styles does, but that doesn't mean they can't put on a good match. They're just two very different wrestlers. And um, they've had one match before. It was two years ago before WrestleMania 33. Orton beat Styles, number one contender match, to go on to face Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania for the title. Oh, where's he? Where's Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot I, I, about I've heard I've heard numerous rumors that he's going to be returning like any week now. Which, okay. he's probably going to return next week on Raw or even tonight on SmackDown, given the way WWE wants to be unpredictable and yeah, create Yeah, but they, they can't lines. just start forcing stuff. Like, right. you know now, what, now they, that they said that they're, they're changing and they're, gonna, they're getting a fresh start, that means fans are expecting for people to return, you know, tonight on SmackDown, next week on Raw, like, right away. They can't do that. They can't right. just, like, because if you just start flooding people in, it's not going to work. See, if they're going to bring back all these big names, spread them out. And that, given that said, um, Bray Wyatt returning would be a great opponent for a guy like Jeff Hardy. Oh, yeah. I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be amazing. Because then you could give Jeff creative freedom on SmackDown with Bray Wyatt to incorporate um, the brother Nero character or even Willow. Willow would be awesome. Especially with, you know, everyone knows Jeff Hardy's a great wrestler, but he's never really been the best at cutting promos. But when in TNA, when he was doing his own thing with Willow, and when he... I, I don't even know what you call his character. When he, when he, when he was just a heel, and he, he had like his own title in TNA, and he used the Enigma or whatever he was a lot better because he had a lot more freedom so if you give him that creative freedom with willow and then put him in the ring with someone like bray wyatt the way those characters could feed off each other could create a great storyline not to mention the bray wyatt was tag team champions with matt hardy yeah and i still remember that segment they had backstage segment it was going to be seth rollins jeff hardy and finn balor versus the miz tourage the night after wrestlemania and Jeff Hardy came across both Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, and he turned full broken for about, like, five minutes when he was talking to them. Yeah. And by the end of it, he was just like, all right, guys, all right. 
and they showed in the corner of the camera Finn Balor and Seth Rollins just like what the hell, hell just that? happened yeah I remember that, that was Finn funny. Balor was just like what was that about and Hardy just shrugs and walks away they're like what the fuck <laughs> like what the hell was that uh, but that would be an awesome match other matches for Bray Wyatt honestly um, depends where you put him I guess mm-hmm. you put him on Smackdown yeah, he's the honestly best had, option is Hardy he's honestly had rivalries with almost everybody already who's in the top of the business right yeah now. Well, and I think his mic skills made all of those rivalries work his not all was, of them. No, not all of them, but the Ambrose rivalry was good. That was good. Orton was all right. That could have been... No, nah, that was good because that was like six months because Orton joined the Wyatt family. They, they right. become champions. The Daniel Bryan feud was great, but that was that was the original join the Wyatt family and then turn. The whole Orton thing was very similar to that. Right, and you knew it was going to happen you, Of later. course you knew it was going to happen. <laughs> what, what, like, you think Randy Orton... Like one of the most decorated wrestlers in the company's history is just gonna stay in the Wyatt family with Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Like no, like you knew he was gonna turn on the Wyatts at some point, and you also knew Daniel Bryan was going to. But at the same time, this was the first time we saw someone like Daniel Bryan. Like we saw someone else who has a completely different character than all the Wyatts join the Wyatt family. So that was more unpredictable. Because every week we thought he was going to turn. And it was like, uh, what's going on? Like, is he just... I'm part, part of, of the family yeah, now. What? Like, like, but with Orton, from the moment he joined, we're like, all right, well, like, when is this going to end? Um, Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns. Another great rivalry, I feel like. That was really good. Face yeah. The Undertaker, that one. Eh. <sighs> Kane, eh. Well, the Undertaker, the Undertaker wasn't even a part of that buildup, so... Um... Seth Rollins he was in a rivalry with, if you remember that, last year. For a little bit, yeah. He was not good at all. No, that was, that was a bad one. That was a bad one. In fact... Some would say... Bullshit. Bullshit. Hold on, in fact... No, come on. Hold on, hold on, we're getting there. In fact... <laughs> damn. In fact... First try. Seven, yeah, seventh time's the charm with that button. That's our new bullshit effect button. Um, yeah, nobody really remembers that rivalry. Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt was gold when it first, like the first promo they ever did together. No, gold. It was amazing when uh, Matt Hardy finally turned broken there or woken, woken whatever the hell terrible. they want to call it. Well, because they decided to go with the whole broken thing too early. They they did the woken thing before he won the lawsuit against TNA, and then he eventually won it. But they, I so once he won it, I was pretty convinced that they're like, all right, finally he's gonna be broken. But they just stuck with the whole woken thing, and now he's retired. So that was not a officially. He still says he wants to come back for a match if it's the right match. He already stated that both. Matt and Jeff Hardy want to go one-on-one with Roman Reigns before they retire. Oh, I thought they said with each other. I was like, no way. Yes. Finally. You Good said yes? We've already seen that match a thousand times. A billion times. Not recently. and not in, Especially not in the WWE recently. Yeah, but I feel like that that's a broken record. Yeah, yes. For sure. Um, but it'd be entertaining to see at least once. But back on the Bray Wyatt subject... He's always been that, like, charismatic, like, mystery-type guy. Talks in mannerisms. Yeah. Just kind of unpredictable. I would not be shocked if WWE brought him back with a whole new persona. Hmm. Like, not Husky Harris bad, but, like, something else that we wouldn't expect. Like, still Bray Wyatt, of course. Still as Bray Wyatt, the character Bray Wyatt, but I don't think he'd be like this mystical god type creature that he was the past four or five years i could see him coming back as someone like normal or even like matt hardy like in like a broken sense okay yeah i could see them going that route but they have made the bray wyatt character work and actually have made it work really well over the past couple years so I, i don't really see a reason for them to do that but i could see them definitely doing that so that'll be interesting to see when Bray Wyatt comes back. Do you even remember what we were talking about before we got on the Bray Wyatt subject? No. No, all I, all I remember is you brought up Bray Wyatt, and I was like, what happened to Bray Wyatt? Um, 
We based, we talked about the big matches at TLC. There were little ones like Bobby Lashley versus Elias with yeah. a ladder suspended above, or a uh, guitar suspended above the ring with the ladder match. I mean, that to me Pointless. was stupid. Pointless. Another stupid match. Space filler, bad book. But again, that's the old creative. Got to give the new creative a chance. Even though it's the same people. Yeah, it's the same exact people. Um, that's another issue. John Cena coming back January 7th, 2019. The only televised show that he's doing until the Royal Rumble. Why? Apparently... What do you mean? He's doing live events? He's doing live events, but he's not doing TV. Like, what? Like, in a crisis like this, I wonder I wonder if Vince asked John, like, hey, buddy, uh, are, like, can but you come back to it. TV just, for a little bit? Just because he's a veteran, does that mean that fans want his, need him on TV every week? At no. this point, yes. I feel like fans would enjoy his promos on TV every week. Only if they put him into a solid rivalry and he got rid of his old man haircut that he's rocking right now. Oh, no, I feel like he's going to grow that out. Uh, <laughs> it might get longer. Start, he's really starting to look like his dad. It might get longer. He looks just like his dad. It's funny. Uh, looks like his dad on voice. What show was he on? Was it the Craig Norton show? Am I getting Graham that right? Norton? Graham Norton. Him and McConaughey. And... Uh, they were talking about how uh, John Cena got the You Can't See Me. Yeah, trademark yeah. about how um, when they were making his theme song him and his brothers they tested it out with one of their other brothers because he was like the guy who they tested like whether it's good or whether it's not good when yeah. it came to music and they started playing him the song and he started putting his um, hand over his face and he was just jamming to it and they're like what the hell are you doing man and they're like this is what everybody does because I guess it was like part of the 50 cent video yeah, yeah, yeah. For uh, in the club. In the club. And he's like, I bet you won't do it on TV. And John Cena's like, what the hell do I have to lose? Of course I'll do it on TV. But instead of just putting it in front of his face, he shook it in front of his face. Yeah. And now for the past 15 years or so, John Cena's been doing that because of a bet with his brothers when he was a teenager. Which is awesome. Which is an awesome story on the Graham Norton Show. You can check that video out on YouTube. Uh... TLC, I feel like that's basically it. I mean, Finn Balor beat Drew McIntyre, which makes little sense to me. I don't know why you put... I mean, he lost to Ziggler... Especially when you're trying to make McIntyre look dominant. He lost to Ziggler two weeks ago on Raw because of Balor, and now Balor wins because of Ziggler's interference at TLC. Regardless of the interference or not, I feel like Drew McIntyre has to be booked in a way where he's unstoppable. Because you already ruined Braun Strowman in the sense of he can't be defeated because you've proven that you can squash a guy like Braun Strowman against Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. Um, At TLC, they made Strowman look kind of weak, not really, but kind of, when he came out in his sling, couldn't compete, and then he had like five other guys beat down Baron Corbin for him. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they have to bring back that monster that well not monster but that terminator like guy who just wins week after week after week mm-hmm. and they ruined like when Strowman was awesome last year in 2017 when he was unstoppable in that rivalry with reigns should still be like that now and then he was facing lesnar at no mercy and during that entire storyline Strowman beat the shit out of lesnar every week and it was amazing how he was overpowering the beast incarnate yeah and then Lesnar beats him with one lousy F5 at No Mercy after, like, five uh, power bombs from Strowman. <laughs> so, Royal Rumble, hopefully it's different. I have no idea who's winning this year. Talk about bad creative. The WWE Mixed Max uh, Challenge. R-Truth and Carmella versus Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox with the winner receiving the 30th entrant in their respective Royal Rumble matches. Like, what were you thinking there? Like, like what are we doing here? Yeah, like that. Like that's so a lot. Like, how do you even come across that decision? Like when they were, and when everybody they were, knows that no, nothing can, nothing by creative can get past Vince. Everything goes to Vince. So why did Vince give the okay to have our truth be the thirtieth entrant in the Royal Rumble match? I mean, first time at a baseball stadium. 
Our truth, thirtieth entrance. It was either our truth or Jinder Mahal. Mahal. Like why? Like when they were doing the tournament, they were just like, all right, yeah, you're going over, you're going over, and then they caught themselves in a situation like, oh, oh shit, yeah. these are the final two guys. Yeah. Like oh, we uh, kind of screwed up there. We we may as well apologize tomorrow on Raw. Um, but our truth is the thirtieth. Carmella, the thirtieth entrance, the women's match. That's fine. Whatever. Whatever. Like. From a storyline, from the storyline standpoint, if you're a women's wrestling fan, that's not terrible. Former women's champion this right. year, former money. Like, our truth is fucking our truth. Like Carmella is one of the more over women in the business too, but yeah, our truth. Like you know, he's not gonna win. You know, he's just a guy who comes out to get squashed and make people laugh. And, unless WWE like we're hoping they will, will be more unpredictable in the coming and weeks. And have someone, like, attack him from behind during his 30th, and like, during his entrance. At the I moment. did not think of that. But mm-hmm. What I was going to say is put him back in that heel character he had in 2011 and make him a decent heel again. Which was also a comedic heel, the whole little Jimmy thing. But it was over. So but it was not? also, I remember when they faced, or when they tried to screw over uh, Triple H against CM Punk at Night of Champions. I remember when they attacked every superstar in the Hell in a Cell after they got fired on Storyline. Mm-hmm. I remember when they faced and beat CM Punk and Triple H at uh, Vengeance. And they lost. And, and then they Cena faced Rock. John Cena and The Rock. In the main event at Survivor Series 2011 at Madison Square Garden. So, so he, he got to the pinnacle over. of wrestling. Yeah, he was, he was the in the event. ring with John Cena and, and Dwayne The Rock. The Rock. He, at the Garden. He got the honor of wrestling Dwayne The Rock Johnson in his first match in almost seven years. Mm-hmm. At Madison Square Garden. On WWE television. Yeah, at, so. for like the third time. It's important. It was at MSG in that, New York City. Yeah, it's trust important. me, MSG makes a difference. That's important. It's important. So Not only is it the most famous arena in the world, it's the most famous arena in WWE's history. WWE's most famous moments take place at Madison Square Garden. So that was big for our truth And now he's the 30th entrant in the Royal Rumble. So... Good for him. What's up? Bullshit detected. Take precautions. <laughs> so, with WrestleMania looming, you already know we're probably going to get the Rousey Flair uh, Becky Lynch match. Other than that, I feel like everything else is up in the air. Yeah. It was way more clear earlier with Reigns Rock. Mm-hmm. Probably going to get Triple H Batista. Triple H now with a torn peck. So, yeah, we'll so see So, we'll see if he even wrestles at WrestleMania. He should be able to. Undertaker, you figure this is going to be his last go-around. Who knows who he faces? I'd be happy with not even having him on the card. Like, you... Just, like, it's not going to be a good match. Every single... Yes, human... but this will be his last match. You don't want That's his... That's what la- we've been saying for the past three yeah, years. but, like, if he's not on the card, he's retired. And I don't think he wants to go out on a loss with Kane at Crown Jewel over DX, in which could possibly be one of the worst matches they've ever put on in their entire historic careers. All right. The match was terrible. I don't care who defends that match. The match was If you're going to be logical, if you're going to have Undertaker be in a match this year at WrestleMania, he has to lose. Which I could see them... He has to lose. Do you put over a young guy or do you put... Do you, you put have, over a young guy. Or do you give it to a guy um, who's already been established who can go off with the Undertaker, say John Cena, who could leave WWE after that and they both go off together? You see, I don't think John Cena would be up for that. Because when was the last time they had, like, a career versus career type match? It's always career versus something else. I mean, WWE has been very lackadaisical with putting in stipulations, too, like that, over the past few years. Like, obviously, when you get to TLC, you have your tables matches and your chairs matches, your ladder matches. But other than that... You see too many just one-on-ones. Yeah, they they never add any special stipulate. Like, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar should have been, like, hell in a cell at SummerSlam. They should have added something to that. I mean, it was, like, the fifth time they've done it. Yeah. And storyline-wise, it was, like, their fourth match in a row. So, yeah. Strowman Lesnar should have something at the Rumble... We'll see if Strowman goes over. I'm predicting right now that Drew McIntyre wins at the Royal Rumble match at Chase Field. Okay. 
I could see him going on to WrestleMania to face the Universal Champion. I feel like the current plan now is for Daniel Bryan to drop the WWE title before WrestleMania and go one-on-one with his former mentor, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Which is the map. You need to see it once. People have been talking about it forever, so we need to see it. Which this, I guess, would be Shawn Michaels' final go-around. And if it is his final go-around, like if WrestleMania is it for this little short run that he has, even if he does Daniel wrestle Bryan's again, the person to do it. even if it is Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, at least have him be in the Royal Rumble match. If, mm-hmm. if Shawn Michaels is in the Royal Rumble match, unannounced, announced, doesn't matter, he's going to be in the ring with guys you've never seen him in the ring before. Michaels versus Styles. Have them wrestle it out for like three minutes. Sure. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Seth Rollins. Have that for a little bit. Ambrose. Right. Um, Almas. Yeah. The list Where goes on and on. Utilized either. He's he's been awful on SmackDown. That's how bad he's been. It's not his fault. Again, that's all creative. It's not his fault. Him and Vega have been were the most over heel duo in NXT. There's no reason why they couldn't be the same on SmackDown. But whatever. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the NXT guys. Lars Sullivan, that monster. Yeah. Kind of looks like that thing from uh, the Goonies. True. <laughs> True. Uh, that's a chance for them to bring back an unstoppable force. Um... EC3, like you said, who knows what they're going to do with him. He could easily turn into Bobby Roode. He's basically just Bobby Roode on steroids. Well, WWE's got to be careful with him because they know that he left NXT in 2010 as Derek Bateman. He left, and that's when he went to TNA and made a name for himself as EC3. They can't let him go to waste again. So I think they'll be more careful with him. Other than that, a few women, a few... Like, nobody huge. Adam Cole's not coming up. Not yet. Um, Which he doesn't need to yet. Ricochet's not coming yeah, up. He's ju- he's kind of... Like, you gotta keep those guys there. Though when Adam Cole right comes up, he's probably gonna bring up that faction of his. Um, sure. Blanking on the name right now. Yeah. Sure, it'll come to me at some point. Shock the system. What's... Right, okay. Shock the system. But what's the name? I don't think that's the name of it. I'll look it up right now. I mean, I hope WWE doesn't let us down right now. I mean, they brought out the big gun. They literally put their four... New Era? Is that their name? Undisputed Era. That's what it is. Their four big um, executives, at least three of them with another McMahon, Mm -hmm. in the ring to tell us, you're going to get what you want sooner or later. Yeah, they better not just be BSing us because they're going to lose a lot of viewers if that happens. Yeah, the Coles team is the Undisputed Era. It's a great is tag it? team. Yeah, Undisputed Era. Yeah. Okay, I knew it was Undisputed. Yeah, the Undisputed Era. Okay. Yeah, but like I said, Vince, Shane, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon. If you let everybody down and lie about everything that you said last night, everybody's going to stop watching. For real. Mm-hmm. People have said that a thousand times. They're going to stop watching, then they tune in. But if nobody starts seeing any better... Um, it's it's done. Like, it's done. If ratings don't... Go, if the product doesn't get better, especially now during WrestleMania season when you promise it to be ten times better, the fact that you went on TV to begin with did it apologized everybody. I don't think that's ever happened no, in the 25-year history of WWE. 25 years of WWE? What are you talking about? WWE's been around for quite some time. 25 years of Monday Night Raw, yeah. is what I'm saying. So, I mean, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose have proven that they could put on a 10 times better match than they did at TLC. Yeah. SmackDown Live, to me, isn't terrible, but of course they can always improve. Sure. Rousey, Lynch, Flair... Don't screw up that storyline. Make Lesnar Strowman's match at the Royal Rumble some sort of stipulation. Sure. Be better. Just be better. Like like they said, let the let the fans be the authority because that's that's how you get. I mean, that's what they product. said, and they were. You guys are the authority now. Now now we're just gonna make all the matches. So. 
Just be better. That was episode 37, Monday Night Ratings, with Jack and Declan. Listen to it on Spotify. Remember, the Osho Podcast is presented by FantasyJocks.com. Be a champ today. Most uh, leagues coming to a head in these next two weeks, week 16 and week 17 coming up. Get your championship plaques for your trophies. Get your trophies. Get your belts. Get your championship rings today, like I said Osho Podcast presented by FantasyJocks.com. Be a champ today. Hit it, Hootie. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube